0: Okay, I'm the first to admit it. It is not the sexiest of applications. It's not one that gets our very senses vibrating and leaves us breathless with anticipation at being able to use it. No, it's not live streaming video, it's not 3D video, it's not virtual reality, but it is the most valuable digital asset that an online business can possess. It's your mail list. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. Now I know that it isn't the most sexy application of all. When we talk about mail list management, growing your list, email, newsletters, it might feel like we're talking from early 2000 to online marketers talking about the importance of your your mail list. And it has a history that goes back that far or even farther. Mail lists, newsletters, it's been the historical way that communicators have got their message to their constituency. But just because it's been around for a long time doesn't make it any less valuable. I mean, look at us. We've been around for a long time and I think we're still pretty darned valuable. So let's spend today talking a little bit about mail list management and see if I can open your eyes and maybe re-energize you if you are an online marketer and you've been letting your mail list sag a bit. And if not, if you're thinking about getting into the online marketing space, if you're at that point of, of thinking about building your own online business, I'm going to take this opportunity to impress upon you the importance and the long term value of your mail list. It is the most valuable asset that your business can have. And if I'm honest with you, when I am on point, when I am doing and running my business well, I wake up every morning thinking, how can I grow my mail list? Content creators, online marketers who pay attention to and emphasize and focus on their mail list are the most successful of our breed. That is, that's that's the, that's what we're dealing with. That's the story today. So here's the reasons that it's so important because there are other perceived values that are out there that, that are always entrancing us. They're, they're like the siren song saying, come, spend your energy growing your community here, Steve. We get a lot of that. For example, my subscribers or your subscribers on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, in my case, YouTube. I love seeing my subscriber numbers grow on YouTube. It stokes my vanity and warms my heart. But here's the thing. All of my subscribers on YouTube are not my customers. They're YouTube's customers. They own the relationship. I don't. They have total control over it, as does Facebook with all of your Facebook followers and friends, as does Instagram with all of your Instagram followers, as does Twitter with all your Twitter followers ad nauseum. They are all owned by the social platform that you're engaging in and you can be disenfranchised from that community with the click of a key. With the click of a mouse, you can be disenfranchised and it might be for a mistake you make. It might be for something that you overtly do or it might be something that you're innocent of or it might be accidental. It doesn't matter. You can be disenfranchised and then getting back to that community, can be it can be impossible. It's not always impossible, but there's a possibility that you could never reengage with that community. I've got a friend who had a YouTube channel and he had built it up to about 25,000 followers and he had something like 900 videos on it and it was a big part of his business. He made a mistake. He recorded uh, himself at a concert which which had uh, obviously music playing in the background that was copyright music by the band He posted several videos from that concert on his YouTube channel and he didn't pay close attention to YouTube telling him he was getting content strikes. You're allowed three content strikes on YouTube. In other words, you're allowed to make three mistakes on YouTube before they pull your account and delete it permanently and with each content strike, they uh, uh, apply more and more strict censors uh, against you so you get you should get plenty of warning and I don't know whether or not he paid attention to the warning or if they cascaded on him too quickly but regardless of that fact he had his channel closed down and he can't get it back and now it's four months and he still hasn't seen it back and I don't think he's ever gonna get it back he lost all of that community building because he made a mistake on YouTube that should send a chill through us all but that's the nature that's the the message that i'm trying to share today is when you have followers on other social platforms they're their customers so what we need to do is we need to build our email list we need to make sure that all of the people or as many of the people as possible who follow us on other social platforms are migrated to our list that way they belong to us and we're insulated from any decisions that the social platforms may or may not make or inconveniences that happen to them such as your account being hacked or some other uh, unforeseen circumstance. For the most part then, you've created an insurance policy uh, but it's more than an insurance policy because insurance policy is for only when things go wrong but mail lists are things that you're going to engage in and are going to ongoing do real good work for your business. So Let's spend some time talking about why mail lists are still relevant even beyond the insurance policy side. Let's try and look for some of the exciting aspects and some of the best practices that we can follow with our mail list. Now, why are they still relevant today? Why are people still st- people still open email? You know, that's a funny thing. Now, they will unsubscribe more readily to mail lists that are not providing them value. We do definitely have information overload, so a big part of your strategy has to be making sure that you provide your community with real value. As you move ahead, but there's some other really nice aspects of email that make it still a very compelling tool for online marketers. First is it's it's mobile friendly. Increasingly, we consume so much of our content now on a smartphone. And email, because you can compose, you know, you can compose a lot of detail in a very small amount of t- a small amount of time or a small amount of time, a small space. A small physical space, you can make email very mobile friendly. It's it's a good platform because people browse through it quickly. They are willing to open email on their phones. It's it's a mobile friendly environment. Second thing is, which really goes beyond any of the social platforms, is it's very easy in email for you to have a call to action, uh, asking your uh, asking your subscriber to participate in some way with you, by clicking on something, by registering for something, because you eliminate much of the noise that happens in a normal social platform. Think about this equation. Think about if you post an invitation to a webinar on Facebook a person scrolling through their Facebook feed. Now if they happen to see your webinar invitation, it's embedded there between the skiing hamster and the political post and the announcement of somebody's marriage and the photo from the past and the and the, uh, Steve and Sharon have been friends for 30 years video that's playing. It's all stuck there in the feed and there's all of this distraction around your webinar invite. So getting their attention on that particular post is problematic. When somebody's reading your email, however, they're only reading your email, the distractions, they're they are like in a little bubble of information that's just created by you. You get to create the environment that they're consuming your content in. And if you've created some compelling information that they're interested in, you've drawn them in, and then your offer, your invitation to your webinar or whatever it is you're inviting them to is the only thing in their on, on their horizon at that moment it's the only thing in their consciousness or uh, that they are paying attention to so the chances of converting them to do whatever your call to action is is amplified as a result of that I think we lose track of that. I think we get lost in the big numbers of the number of people that we could potentially reach on the social platforms and we don't realize what a percentage of their people's attention we actually have in these feed-based platforms. I hope that makes sense to you. It really resonates with me, the fact that they, they that there's no distractions. Uh, other than regular life, I guess, but there's a limited number of distractions when your community member is inside of your email. You've created a sort of an information cocoon around them. And another thing that's really compelling with email is it's very affordable, and this is becoming increasingly noticeable as we recognize from people like Facebook and Instagram that in order to reach our community on those platforms, we have to pay. It's pay to play on those platforms So reaching people in those distracted environments is increasingly expensive, whereas email, because of the competition, has remained pretty good value for what you get. For typically between $97 a month and $400 a month, you're going to be able to gain access to your community and manage your entire community using a good quality email email a list management tool. so it's I consider that to be a pretty affordable solution as we move ahead. Let's now spend a few seconds and talk about some of the best practices, some of the things that I think are really important for you to think about as you're managing your email list. The first is you want to always be list building. You always want to be thinking about information that you can share that draws somebody to your community, that invites them to join, that creates an inviting environment for them to join your mail list so that you can continue to grow because you're always going to have a certain amount of attrition. Every single email I send, I have 10, 12, 20 people that unsubscribe from my mail list. Now you might think that's a bad thing and it, it does hurt the ego a little bit and it's, it's actually a good thing to have people unsubscribing from each email because it means that you're you're focusing the group more and more on your core values. But the bottom line is there is attrition. You're always going to be losing people in your email list, so that means you always have to be adding, even just to remain the status quo. But of course, we're always looking at growing our business, so growing your list is always gonna be number one. And it is something that you can discipline yourself to constantly be thinking about. So how do you list build? What are the ways to list build? by creating opportunities to add value and and create engagement with your community. So if I post a video on a topic, uh, stop and plan out that video in advance with list building in mind, what I'll do is I'll think what bonus or what additional piece of content can I share with my community that will cause them to want to download this additional piece of information. So it can be a guide, it can be a quick start guide, it can be a, a comparison review of a variety of the different products in the space of the video that I'm creating. I mean each of us is going to have our own unique set of opportunities based on the type of content we deliver. But if you build your base content with the thought that you are going to add value through some form of opt-in, through some way of somebody going to your website Opting in saying, yes, I would like more information on this topic, and they trust you, you've engendered enough trust that they're willing to share their email address with you. That is a terrific way of building your list. Now, I don't know what the statistics are, and it would depend, I guess, on each individual, but a percentage of those are just gonna give you a fake email address or or a temporary email address that goes into a spam box in order so that they can download the the document. They there's a lot of games that consumers play to overcome. Their own information overload. Uh, so every single email address that you get on your list is not is not golden, and everyone is not crap. They're always all somewhere in between, but it's a numbers game. If you're constantly growing, if you're building your list by a measurable number each and every day, ultimately the growth is going to have some really positive, tangible effects on your business. And I can actually uh, at the start of the year. Based on the size of my email list, I can predict pretty accurately how much I'm going to earn that year, based on that number. Because I know what each customer, each email address on my list is worth to me. Because I can run the numbers. I know, and and as uh, the numbers of my email list increase, so do my revenues, and it's proportional. So it's 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 an investment that's worth making, and it's worth understanding all of the statistics. So always being in a list building mindset. Every piece of content you create doesn't have to have a call to action, but as you create every piece of content, you should be thinking, is this something that's appropriate for me to be uh, engaging in list building with? That's the first best practice that I can give you. The second and third, the, the next ones are really about continuing and building a relationship with that community, making sure that you're always delivering value. So obviously in whatever list builder you offer, you have to make sure that there's value there and it's not just something that you've, say, held back or not something that conveniently is easy to produce, but instead really think about delivering value to your customer. Don't think about the fact that this is free. And A lot of, I think, markers get lost in the fact that, oh, I'm giving something away for free when somebody signs up for my list, therefore I can give them lower quality. Well, that is wrong-headed because think back to what I just said a few moments ago. Every single email subscriber that I have, I can measure the growth in revenue based on the number of email subscribers. That means that they're all worth $2 a year to me or $4 a year to me or $5 a year to me or $20 a year to me. You will be able to determine that number for yourself as your business matures. So, think about that. You're actually, when somebody gives you their email address, they already represent revenue to you. So, as you create your value of your list building content, think about making sure that you exchange that value honorably, that you're giving them real value for giving you their email address and trusting you with your email address, because you will be able to measure those numbers and discover that you indeed have made money from each and every email address at the end of the year. So that's a good way of looking at it. Make sure that you're constantly investing in content which is relevant to your community and that you are giving away plenty of content for free, uh, and I'm gonna put free in quotation marks because we've already established the value of having that email subscriber, but in your ongoing communications, make sure that you are constantly remaining relevant and paying attention to the needs of your community and that you're servicing them, that you're working—and this is an overused term—but you're you're working with a service heart. That you're looking at what your community is interested in, what they need, and that you're providing that level and that quality of value. And you're giving it away for free without any expectations and without making them jump through ho- hoops. One of my favorite online marketing books is Gary Vaynerchuk's Jab, 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 Right Hook. And The whole concept there, the whole thing that you can take away from that book, uh, the most important message, is in the title, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Gary Vaynerchuk is telling us, jab, give something away for free, jab, give something away for free of value, jab, give something away of free for value, right hook, sell something. Ask, and It doesn't have to be sell, it can be ask them to register, ask them to sign up for your webinar, ask them to enter into the sales funnel. It doesn't have to be the actual close of a sale, but it's free content, free valuable content, free valuable content, free valuable content. Now we give you the ask. Now we say, okay, are you enjoying my content? If so, here's how I actually make money. Would you like to participate in this? Do you see value in this? This is the essence of content marketing it's really what every good content marketer has to do in order to make a living because ultimately we do have to earn revenue and for a lot of us especially when you, if you uh, if you really like the idea of building community building those numbers giving away great content you 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 feel a sense of pride and fulfillment helping people you can sometimes forget about making money. You can just get lost in the subscriber numbers and then the growth and then the positive feedback that you're getting from your community. And you can forget to make that ask for money. So that's where a book like Gary Vaynerchuk's really illustrates and keeps you on track. Give a lot away and don't be afraid to give away your absolute best content. That's absolutely fine to do. We talk about that a lot in this podcast as we move ahead. But when you do an ask, do the ask with a clear mind that it's totally legitimate. You've given your community value and now your community can support you. They can come back and they can purchase a product that has value for them. So that's a really important attitude for you to have as you move ahead. The next thing I need to encourage you to do is to pay attention to your statistics, your open rate, your click-through rate on your videos, and you have to pay attention to them from several aspects, not just the overall statistics, but you have to follow your trends and understand how your email is doing as far as versus your previous sent emails how and you've got to be constantly upping your game in, in tweaking kind of one thing at a time as you go along paying attention to the statistics paying attention this month to to more aggressive, subjects and this month you might look at the content and the voice that you're delivering uh, the next month you might take a look at the delivery time what time it's being delivered each day or the length of the email all of those different factors are going to determine the effectiveness of your email and your community is going to be unique and you're the only one that's going to be able to understand it so fortunately every email package has good typically speaking, has very good statistics available to you. I'm gonna share in the notes a link to a really good article from the folks at Monster, And it's an article uh, on uh, basically reading your statistics and what industry averages are, what average email uh, engagement is. Because one thing that I get asked a lot is, what's a good open rate for email, Steve? And that's actually very industry specific. Different industries have different open rates. But if you understand kind of generally where your industry is and then you can start to track your own open rates not just against the industry average but against your own averages, then you're in a position to be able to make good decisions moving ahead. Now if you want to read the article that I'm going to be talking about in a few moments, as I say, I'll share it in the show notes. By the way, all of the show notes for Gray Matters is always at dototech.com. Forward slash gray seven. In this particular case, this is our seventh podcast. So all of the show notes will be at dottotech.com forward slash gray seven. Now, this article is what's a good open rate and how do you improve yours? A good email open rate and how do you improve yours? And I, I really like, uh, well, I found it, I just devoured the entire thing because they went and got a bunch of reports from people like MailChimp and other services. So believe it or not, the average open rate for overall, for email lists overall, is around 25%. Now don't gasp and go, oh, we're such losers. The, uh, the marketing industry, the online marketing industry, typically sees about a 17% open rate for emails. So if you're above 17%, you're uh, you know, above average as far as online marketers goes. And here's the key and listen to me very carefully right now. If you're below the average, that's not the end of the world. It just means that you should be paying very close attention to the different mechanisms in your email and you should be able to improve that average. And if you're at 20%, you should still be able to improve your average. We can always improve our average by following the best practices that we're putting forward. So this uh, this article lists a whole bunch of different industries. Now, not just your open rate, your open rate is important, that's how many people obviously open your email, but also paying attention to your click-through rate. When you put a link in your email, what percentage of people click through? And that's gonna be far smaller than your open rate. Typically speaking, in click-through rate, you're gonna see between about a one and a half percent to some of the best industries, will have over a three, maybe three and a half percent click-through rate. Uh, but you're going to be somewhere in that area. But that's a really important statistic, and you can pay attention to placement of your clickable of your actions, whether they're above or below the fold. In other words, if they are, as soon as you open your email, if it's seen, uh, uh, people will not have to scroll for it that sort of stuff. Whether or not you use graphics in your email, those are all different things that you can be testing to improve your own personal email strategy. So this article I think you're gonna really enjoy. Uh, Visit, as I say, visit graydottotech.com forward slash gray7 for links to it. I'm gonna wrap things up there. I could go on and on for days on email marketing because it is a, a science and an art combined. And if you capture the nuance of what works in email marketing it is going to help your business immeasurably and it's something that you can get quite passionate about about really improving and if you become a good email craftsman oh my goodness for content marketing it is uh, that is a terrific skill set to have now if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast i encourage you to subscribe and the what i encourage you most to do however is leave a review and a thumbs up or a star rating depending on which Podcast platform you're listening to us on, but the reviews and their recommendations make a huge difference as far as helping our podcast grow. If you want to leave comments and engage with me, then drop by DottoTech.com and visit the blog post that each of these podcasts has on our website and leave comments there. That's the easiest place to engage with me in comments and I love to hear from you. Your suggestions for future podcasts and your questions will be answered there as well. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle.